a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's the 10th of November. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig. How are you today? I'm good. You know what? We need to start out tonight with uh, a happy Veterans Day salute uh, to all the veterans in the listening audience, whether you're listening live or you're catching the podcast. Now, I know Veterans Day isn't until tomorrow, but we're doing the show tonight, so happy Veterans Day. Yes, and thank you all for your service, because if it wasn't for our veterans, those who wore our nation's uniform, we would not have the freedoms we have today. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm hoping we can hang on to them. Well, it's not the veterans' fault if we can't. No, no that's a fact. Um, but yeah, you know, the, uh, the 11th minute of the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Veterans' mm-hmm. Day. Yes. Yeah, and folks, if you don't know what that is, you probably had a more recent uh, government school education. Yeah, but but you can I look it up. So. Yeah, you can look it up on Google. I wonder out. if it's even taught anymore in schools. You know, that's a that's a really good question. I I would I this this sounds terrible, but I would be shocked if it is. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like every pro-American thing has been stripped from the history books. Yeah, it was a big deal when I was in grade school, Veterans Day. Sure. You know, and, and uh, you know, we knew all about it, and, uh, you know, we, we knew why it was. We knew why it, it was, you know, on the 11th of November. We knew all of that stuff. I mean, it it just, you know, I don't necessarily remember learning about it but i know we did because we all knew it well let's put it this way we used to have love of country we used to have all the patriotism we honored our veterans that all changed in 2008 and i think people know why yep you know i mean i i know that civics and you know certain things were kind of fading away you know, even before that, but man, it, it, you know, the, the removal of that kind of stuff from public schools really hit the fast track in 2008. 
Oh, yeah. And it's been downhill since then. Yeah, it's like going downhill in a wagon without brakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, really. Unfortunately, um, true. Folks, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on tonight's show. Let's start with the great debate that took place on Wednesday. Diane, you and I are both in agreement. It was probably, of the three debates that have been held so far, probably the best of the three. Yeah, and you've got to give credit to Lester Holt. I know it was NBC, folks, but they kept the audience in line. They kept the candidates in line, for the most part, better than Fox did. Much better than Fox did. We actually got to hear the candidates speak instead of Swami constantly screaming at everybody. You know, it was interesting, too, because there were fewer people on the stage, and I think that helped. And that's something that I said going back to the very first debate. They got too many people on this stage, and it turns into a bickering match. Right, and that's what was happening. Now, Ramaswamy tried to keep that going this time, but he was kind of shot down, which was a good thing. You know, good thing Nikki Haley knows all about those spike heels. (laughs) Um, She came back with a good one-two punch at him, and he deserved it. I'm just hoping by December 7th that the only people on that stage are Haley and DeSantis. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at it, and you look at the the five that were up there Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. and there's only two that really have the wherewithal to actually be there, and that's Haley and and Ron DeSantis. Um, Ramaswamy isn't, isn't the right guy. He needs he needs to go. Uh, I hate to say it, but Tim Scott isn't going anywhere. No, Tim Scott. I really like Tim Scott. I think he's a good senator and he's a very good person. But when he turned his debate opening monologue and also his closing monologue into "We need to start praying again," I'm sorry, Tim, but you completely lost me. Yeah, I, separation of church and state in our government, and you lost me completely. You know, I would tell Tim Scott, if I had the opportunity to talk to him directly, I would mm-hmm. tell him the same thing that I tell a lot of people uh, when it comes to that. You know, and I, I've, I've done it on Facebook, uh, you know, on comments, on posts, and things like that. You know, if you don't want the government button into your religion don't let your religion butt into the government yeah i agree separation of church and state is important it's the separation itself that unites us all as one group a collective of americans when you start putting in and making things this religion that religion whatever you're taught you're taking away from the unity of just being an American. Right. And and you're you're pushing uh maybe not a specific denomination view of religion, but you're pushing religion into right. the the government square. And that right. is the last thing our founders and framers ever wanted to happen. You know, and I know that it that the word separation of church and state never appear in our documents. 
It was but, in some of the writings, though, but not yeah. in the actual documents. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but it's clearly it's what they meant. You know, when, when you look at the First Amendment and it says government shall not establish a religion, well, you know, that's where I tell people, there's where your separation of church and state really is. And if you allow the the government to bring religion into the mix in any way, then you're going to have to allow the government to stick their nose in your church. And that's the right. last thing we want. Right. And it just, I mean, when he said that, if you closed your eyes, you could see Mike Pence. And I think that's the last person Tim Scott wants to try to emulate. Yeah. Yeah. It just, he, he lost right then and there. Um, as I call him for sure, just shortening his name, no insults intended. Um, he's one of two things. He's either a Democrat shill or he's an Obama, I mean, a a Trump plant. One of the two. It's hard to tell which, to be honest. It is hard to tell which. He kind of vacillates back and forth. But what he's doing is auditioning for a cabinet position. Now, as far as Chris Christie, he had a lot of good things to say in the debate. He knows his stuff. However, and I'm not the only one, I cannot get that picture of Chris Christie running up, hugging Obama, putting their arms around each other after the hurricane that hit the Northeast. That, personally, I just can't get past that. I just don't trust the guy as far as I can throw a piano. You know, I mean, Uh listen, when you, you know, as a Republican, when you win the governorship in a blue state, and and New Jersey is a blue state, you've got mm-hmm. to be leaning pretty heavily to the left because they're not going to elect a true, you know, uh, red, white, and blue Republican in that state to lead the state. They're going to they're gonna pick somebody who's got some pretty left leanings. I just don't trust Chris Christie. I just don't. Well, I, I don't distrust him. Uh, Because he has always been a a middle-of-the-road Republican. He's not far right. I mean, he did a lot of good things in the sense of he was a prosecutor. He, a a federal prosecutor. He knows how to govern in the sense of how government should run, basically. But his time passed 10 years ago. He shouldn't have even tried this again. Yeah, I mean... I could see that him. Leaves. Well, I, I was just going to say I could see Chris Christie again as a federal prosecutor, maybe even uh, running the DOJ, but not in the White House. No, definitely not in the White House. I, I'm standing strong in my support of Ron DeSantis. I think in these dangerous times that we're facing, we need someone who has actual military experience not a five-time draft deferred individual we need someone who has seen war up hand who has seen the dirty side of war and understands what our troops are going through now on the same page i also i like nikki haley i always have 
She made one mistake in her career when she really was kind of ground zero of the uh, uh, cancel culture. I don't think she meant to be when she removed the Confederate flag. But you've got to move on past certain things. And and I've kind of moved on from that thing that she did. My thing is, I do not believe this country is ready for a woman president yet. Yet. We will be. But I don't think it's right now. My thing that I would like to see at this point, and there is no reason that a candidate cannot announce who they would pick as their VP. There's no reason they cannot say. I wish that we would see a Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley ticket. They both have unbelievable credentials. And I think it would be a kick-ass treatment uh, team to go up against Donald Trump for the nomination. Yes, it would mean that Haley would have to back out and give all her support to Ron DeSantis. Those two do not dislike each other. You might see little, you know, bickering because it's political, but, but they actually like each other. Well, they're and, they're kind of jockeying for position right now. Right. You know, and that's and, where you get that little tiny bit of bickering back and forth. Right. And and you have to have that it's all politics, it's a game, folks. But I think if you had Ron DeSantis as your head, the military, I have been a believer since day one that no one should be president without some kind of military experience. And I don't mean ROTC in in high school. I mean real hands-on military experience. You have Ron DeSantis for two terms, and then you have Nikki Haley, who was vice president, moving up. And I think in about eight years' time, we could very well be ready for a woman president, and she would be the one I personally would want to see. Well, she held her ground in more than that in the United Nations of thugs, thieves, and despots for all those years. You know, right. and so she has that foreign policy background, yes. and that's that's an extremely important thing. I mean, right, right, have... right now, you look at the situation we're in today. You know, and and you got Joe Biden who doesn't know exactly what time pudding time is unless somebody tells him, and you got Kamala Harris who doesn't even know, you know, crap from Shinola, and mm-hmm. you know. Biden has been on the wrong side of every foreign policy decision for 50 years. And Nikki, or I mean, uh, Kamala Harris has zero experience in anything, much less foreign policy. You can see where that has led us in today's world stage situation. Right. It's that's why these two are the best people. To really run our country. We have military. We have foreign policy. They were both governors. They know how to govern. They know how economics work. You cannot get better than these two people. But right now, the way the world situation is, and I have been a DeSantis supporter since he first ran years ago in Congress. You need people like this. You do not need someone 
who threw out their whole um, counter rally to ruin, you know, the debate for the candidates to take, you know, everybody needs to focus on me. We do not need a president who comes out and says, I'm your favorite president ever. Really? Don't compare yourself to the likes of Ronald Reagan, please. Um, We need people as president and vice president who understand the seriousness of what we're facing today. And DeSantis pulled no shots with his, the drug cartels cross the border, we'll shoot them dead. That should have been said by the president a long time ago. The fentanyl issue didn't start with Biden, folks. It goes back. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, to Trump's era. We never heard anything from him about it. And I think this is one of the reasons he refuses to debate either Haley, DeSantis, because that's really his competition, um, is because those two can bring up what he did not do and what he should have done. Right. Yeah, and I mean, the next debate is December 7th. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I can kind of understand if Ramaswamy is still on the stage. I don't think he should be. Theater. But, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, he's there for the ratings. Okay. And to try to get a cabinet position. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. And, and I... I understand what you're saying. I agree with you on that. But, okay, audition time is over. We get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, uh, it, it it really should come down uh, to Haley and DeSantis uh, at this point. Each one of them, within 24 hours of Wednesday's debate, both Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley each brought in over a million dollars into their campaign. So obviously the donors are looking at that stage and they're saying, well, there's only two that are actually presidential material and that's Mm -hmm. where the money's going. So, yeah. In fact, the um, British papers actually said that um, both of them, exactly what you said, but they said that DeSantis is the only one, again, that can beat Biden. And he actually looked and sounded presidential. Nikki Haley did great. They like her also. But they put DeSantis at the top. Right. And, and I think that's the way, it, that's really the way it's shaken out. If you're honest and you're looking at it, that's the way it's shaken out. Mm-hmm. You know, so... We'll, we'll see. I mean, we've got a few more weeks to go before the next debate. We'll see who's on the stage, who's not on the stage. Um, but I think the, the as it narrows down, you know, as we go from week to week and month to month, as it narrows down, the two that actually have the wherewithal and, and the chops to be in that position <laughs> are Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Yes, that's that's yeah. really that's really what it comes down to. We should do away with the uh, the sideshow and mm-hmm. just focus on them. Yeah. Well, we would have been able to do away with the sideshow if they had made the first debate to get in it more tough. 
Right. If there had been, you know, stricter uh, goals that had to be made. Now, has uh, Bugum and and the um, the other guy uh, have they a- Asa official- Hutchinson? Asa Hutchinson. Yeah, have they officially dropped out yet? I don't think so. At least I haven't heard that they have officially dropped out, but they may as well because they're going less than nowhere. Right. And I, you know, I I don't think either one of them are bad people. No, I, I, I don't. I know really that. don't. But they they're just not presidential material, and that became yeah. obvious in the very first debate. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bergam's a nice guy. And he's he's mm-hmm. a good governor up there in North Dakota. I mean, he really is. And I think Asa Hutchinson is a good guy. But yeah. they're just not cut out for this. Well, a funny thing just crossed my head. Could you see if the if the ticket ever was DeSantis Haley and then you got a ran on one side. DeSantis with his gun, shoot him dead and Nikki Haley, I use my my heels <laughs> for weapons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you want you look at the stage. You look at the world stage, not the debate stage. You look at the mm-hmm. world stage today, and you need, we need, as a country, we need a couple of people in those top positions that are tougher than nails. Right. You know, that's that's really what it comes down to. Now, this is a little bit disturbing. Is Joe Biden really set to roll out the red carpet for Palestinian refugees? Use your air quotes, refugees. Well, apparently he is strongly considering it because three Democrats, they are basically on Joe's neck to, quote, open the floodgates for the Palestinians so that they can enter the United States, which would break basically, folks, bring more illegals here. And these are, in, in a degree, these are worse than anything that's coming through the border because these are terrorist supporters. Their children are terrorists in training. This this we don't need in our country. It's bad enough we got the drugs, and it's bad enough we've got the illegals. Now do we need this garbage coming in here? I don't think so. Okay, so here's the deal. The Arab countries don't want them. They don't want right. one of them. Okay? Right. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, If they don't want them, we shouldn't want them either. That's That's thing one. Thing two, like you said, we're talking about the very people that voted for Hamas as a government. Right. Number three, they have absolutely no desire or inclination to fold into the American society. Correct. No assimilation. We have to assimilate to their way, not theirs to ours. Right. It's not supposed to work that way. No. Okay. Nope. Um, number four, there is absolutely no way to vet any of them. None. Now, they'll claim refugee status, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way to vet these people. There are no records for these people that our government can take a look at and say, well, this one is okay and this one 
really is tied to the terrorist organization. There's no way to vet these people. If we can't vet people coming into this country, they should not be allowed in this country. But even more disturbing than the possibility of allowing them in is that these three senators that are putting the pressure on on old Joe, they want these people, these quote-unquote refugees, to have protected status, which means... If you bring them in here, no matter what they do when they're here, you cannot deport them. Yeah, this is really, this is absolutely ridiculous. But there is an opposing faction that has introduced legislation to ban the um, Department of Homeland Security from giving the Palestinians green cards, visas, refugee status, etc. They don't belong here, folks. These are the people that when the hostages were taken and they brought some of them, the women were brutalized, decapitated bodies were um, paraded through the streets. These civilians were out there heralding them. Cheering them on. Cheer, heralding, yes. Cheering yes. them on. I mean, it's just, just, it's insane. There is a reason why the farmers don't let the foxes sleep in the hen house. Yeah. When your own fellow Arab countries, your own fellow Arabs don't want you, there's a reason they don't want you. Countries like Saudi Arabia are trying to become more westernized. The crown prince there is, he's been Western educated. He actually has a working brain cell. He said, no way are we taking these people. El Sisi doesn't want them. They know what they are. They still have caste systems over there, guys. And the Palestinians are at the bottom of the barrel for a reason. And their children These are not children like our children. These are children that from the time they're born, they're taught to hate. Their children are terrorists in training. I mean, they train their kids to be terrorists before they potty train them. Yeah. Yeah, This is not what we need in our country. If you don't think that's true, if you think that's hyperbole, look it up. I mean, there's plenty of pictures of little three-year-olds and and four-year-olds being trained to be little Hamas terrorist fighters. Well, I saw a very disturbing uh, picture the other day. It was through, um, I believe it was AP, and it was some Palestinian photographers who were following behind the savages, and they were taking pictures because it seems Hamas loves to document themselves. And here it was, they were in the mess of one of the kibbutz, and the photographer had his son with him holding his hand while he was taking pictures, and the kid was raising his fist, cheering them on. It was sickening. The child had to be about five or six. Right. These are the people that they're putting pressure on Biden to let into this country? Oh, hell no. I mean, 
you look at this situation. These people, the quote-unquote Palestinians, they're actually Jordanians, and Jordan doesn't want them. Right. Does not want them at all. You know, you think we have problems with sleeper cells here, and there are sleeper cells, and eventually something will happen. But they're sleeping. They kind of try to blend in a little. These people will not blend in. No. They won't care if they kill somebody in broad daylight. This is their mentality. This is how they live. Yeah, I hate to say it this way, but it's true. It's their culture. Yeah. Okay. And it's a anybody, culture of hate. Yes. And yeah. anybody in this country who thinks that they can bring that culture over here and that culture will blend into American culture is sadly mistaken. They're living in a fantasy world. Right. They think nothing of brutality. They think nothing of committing savage acts. These are not. These are not moral people, as far as I'm concerned. No, they do not have the Western morals at let all. Me, let me just put it in in the simplest terms possible. Okay. Okay. Take the take the terrorist aspect out of it for just one mm-hmm. second. These are people who think nothing of honor killings, quote-unquote honor killings. If a female member of their family does something they don't agree with, their culture says kill the female member of the family. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to do if they come over here. They're not going to lose that piece of their culture just because they move onto our soil. They're going to continue in that vein. Right, and there are Sharia courts already in this country, which is a disgrace to begin with. This this is not good, and thankfully the Republicans did introduce a bill countering this. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I don't think one Palestinian should be allowed to set foot on American soil. And why? Because not one Palestinian has condemned Hamas's actions. Point well taken. Folks, mm-hmm. we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we got to take a quick break, but we've got 30 minutes to go, so don't leave. There's plenty more on Right Side Patriots after that. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. 
On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. Getting you through the Friday night edition of the show. If you miss any part of it, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning. Click that podcast button. This show and all the others will be there. You could binge mm-hmm. listen over the weekend. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully you have more of a life than that. But if you miss any part of this show, listen at least to this show. Okay. <laughs> all right. So... Uh, old creepy Joe has put pen to paper and come up with a woke mandate. Now he calls it an executive order. I call it a mandate. Um, and this thing is bizarre. I I don't know where the hell he gets off forcing government workers to go woke. Well, it's deemed the gender pronoun mandate. Okay, and what it is, is the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, they've announced a new rule that will actually force their employees to comply with the chosen gender pronouns of people, even though they know that that's not their sex. I see this as a problem. I don't know about anybody else out there, but this this is obviously uh, an issue. Um, if I was the Republicans, you know what I would call this thing? Garbage. Hey, well, there's that. I would call it the don't say straight bill. Ah, that's a good one. I mean, but remember, but but you can't really do that because transgenders, remember, don't consider themselves gay. I I think straight covers everything. If oh, okay. you if if you're born with male parts and you know you're a guy, you know. I mean, but this thing goes much further than what you said. You know, not only do you have to, quote unquote, respect other people's pronouns, you are literally forcing people to accept lies. Exactly. And and tell lies. You're forcing government workers literally to tell lies. Well, the thing is that our First Amendment Remember that, folks? That actually protects federal employees from being required to speak what they call falsehoods. But it also protects 
us Americans from being, quote, compelled to adopt a state-approved ideology that requires people to deny their own faith. Now, to me, this transgender thing personally has nothing to do with someone's faith. It has everything to do with biological facts, which are, and I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Until one's DNA can be changed, which will probably never happen. It's your DNA that determines your sexuality. Okay, you're born with male parts, you're a male, you're born with female parts, you're a female. You don't think you are, have a DNA test, it'll tell you what sex you are. I guarantee you, it will tell the sex of your body parts. You can cut things off, you can add things, you can mess around with insides a little bit, but you cannot change your DNA. You are as you were genetically programmed to be. And in that, men cannot be pregnant. I don't care what the hell they say. If you see someone that claims they're a man and they're pregnant, what they are is a woman who's pretending to be a man who left her female reproductive organs intact. So you're saying I should cancel next week's gyno appointment? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Look, yeah, you get a DNA test. That's going to tell you. But check the inside of your underwear. Yeah. You know, and, and oh, they're going to come at, oh, well, there's a few, you know, hermaphrodites. Do you know the percentage of that? <laughs> yeah. That's people that are born with, with both sex organs. But when they do a DNA test, they can find out what they really are, no matter what their their packages you know i mean and for those of you who don't know what a hermaphrodite is i refer you to michelle obama (laughs) and just there are pictures you can you know you can you can judge for yourselves i you know i look at this this whole thing is just such horse crap yeah you know there is a scientific term for people who think they are a gender other than they were born as, and that's gender. Well, yes, but more specifically, gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a mental problem. It's not a physical exactly. problem. It's not a pronoun it, problem. It's not my yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. You know? And and they're trying to justify this, Craig, by saying that gender discrimination is wrong when it's based on one's gender identity. This makes no sense. Here's the problem. I see a lot of problems with this, but here's one of the big problems. Okay. Let's say, Diane, that you and I work in a government office. Granted, that will never happen. But let's just say for the sake of argument, you and I are working in a government office. And you're the gender dysphoric one. Oh, gee, thanks. Okay. okay well, just, just, for, you know, just for argument's sake, right? Okay. So you come in on Monday and you say, I am changing my pronoun 
to him because I think I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from that point on, I have to refer to you as he, right? Mm-hmm. So I do that for a few days, and on Thursday you come in and you say, you know what, I've been giving it some thought, and I think I'm a jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. Because that's one of the genders you can choose from now. That's right. Now, you tell some people in the office, hey, I've decided I'm actually a jar of mayonnaise, but I don't get the memo. Mm -hmm. So, So on Friday, I run into you in the hallway, and I say, hello, sir. Now suddenly I'm going to get fired because I misgendered you. Yeah, it's stupid. Well, what the hell is going on here? This is totally stupid. You know, we have serious issues. We've got our economic problems. We have our border problems. We're now, you know, involved in, in a world situation that can get totally out of hand. And people are worried about he, she, it, they, jars of mayonnaise. You know, this, this is <laughs> I sick. Know. I know. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. Is, I mean, yeah. if, you know, look, if you, want to be, if you want to pretend to be something you're not, feel free. Mm-hmm. Okay? But just don't force me to pretend along with you. Right. And don't make rules that we have to follow to play along with you. Yeah, I mean, if I know you're a guy, okay, I don't care if you're wearing a, a cute little chiffon dress. Mm-hmm. If I know you're a guy, you're a guy. Okay? If you want to think you're a little Bo Peep, that's fine. But don't expect me to believe you're a little Bo Peep. Right. It's, it's like... This is like a Hollywood nightmare, you know, actors and actresses, they pretend to be a character. These people are pretending to be something that they're not. And we're supposed to pretend along with them. Yeah, and if we don't, we're the ones that are in the wrong? Seriously? No, no, this whole nonsense has to stop. This whole woke BS has to stop and we're not going to get a handle on serious problems while we're being distracted with this crap well and this is one of the things too that if you go back to the republican debates we need to stop with the social issue crap in these debates and in in republican politics in any politics social issues belong to the states and to the individuals. And to and to each person, exactly. They don't belong in the national discourse to begin with, in my yeah. opinion. I, I, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, if if your gender is a mental issue for, for you, don't make it my problem. Right. I mean, it's very simple. It makes me wonder why these senators and representatives are bringing this stuff up 
they're looking for victims and, and because the, yeah. the people that are bringing this up are the liberals. Liberalism right. cannot survive if it doesn't have victims. And where they That's can't true. find real victims, they will manufacture them. These are manufactured victims. That's true. Yeah. You're right about that. I, it just It just is what it is. Look, we've got about 15, 16 minutes left in the show. We need to talk a little bit here about the the latest in the Israel-Hamas war. Um, yeah. It's it's very interesting what's going on over there. As they, they, you know, for several days now, they've had Gaza's city surrounded. And as they slowly close that circle and make that circle smaller and smaller, Diane, some of the things they're finding are shocking yet not surprising. For instance... Right. They have found Gaza tunnel entrances underneath playgrounds. And hospitals and schools. Yeah. yeah. Now, we expected that. We know that they do that. But now, the IDF, the Israeli forces, are actually finding these. They're sending robots and, and all sorts of things into these tunnels. And one by one by one by one. They're shutting these tunnels down and collapsing them. Yeah. And when the whole operations are done, those tunnels are going to be flooded where they will never be usable again. Personally, I'd bunker bomb them now and uh, get it get it done. However, they're still, and BB's trying his best to rescue any of the hostages. However, I really hate to say this because I'd love to believe that the hostages are still alive and while some might be I don't think there's even one child alive for the simple reason that like all bloodlines the Jewish bloodline is carried through its children their goal is to stop the Jewish bloodline I think any children they kidnap are long long gone if there's any adults left, I think as more damages to Hamas, they'll start killing, if they haven't already, hostage by hostage, maybe. I hope I am wrong. I totally right. hope I'm wrong. But my instincts are telling me I'm not wrong. And I think, you know, uh, when I was listening to Netanyahu yesterday on Fox he, his look about him, I think he knows this too. I, I get that feeling myself. I saw uh, the interview that, that he did, I think it was with Brett Bear. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, y- you, can, you can just kind of read the body language. You can read the facial expressions. <clears throat> you know, he said at one point in that interview, there will be absolutely no kind of ceasefire right. un- unless Hamas releases all the hostages. And when he said that, you could just kind of see in his face that he doesn't think that's even a possibility. Right, and that's why he's still going strong. That four-hour pause that he was forced into, you know, uh, some people were condemning Bibi for going along with that. But there was another end to that that nobody really thought of. 
that four hours isn't going to matter because Israel wasn't bombing 24-7 to begin with. And that four hours also gives the Israeli troops time to sort of relax. It's not the right word, but you know what I mean. To, to regroup, relax, maybe close their eyes a little bit, and then continue on four hours later. Well, that and- pause did not hurt Israel's objective in any way, shape, or form. Um, well, and, and, you know, let's let's be honest about this, quote-unquote, four-hour pause, or, you know, pauses, let's, let's use it as plural. Right. It, it's only for three days, yeah. These are, these are tactical. On, mm-hmm. on the part of the IDF, on the part of the Israeli forces. They're right. using those four hours um, to not really to rest and relax and, and you know take a load off, but they're using those four hours for the, you know, the, the urban door-to-door searches. And these yeah. four-hour yeah. pauses are not spread out over the entirety of Gaza and the Gaza Strip. These are pauses in certain specific neighborhoods. Exactly. exactly. You know, and people are not understanding that. They're thinking that Israel has stopped everything for four hours. No. No. It's just the bombings. You know, they may stop at point A for four hours and allow some of the, the civilians to make a move to get out of there. But at the same time, in point A, the IDF is uncovering tunnels. They're going into tunnels. They're collapsing tunnels. They're going building to building, door to door. But just because they're taking that brief four-hour pause at point A doesn't mean they're not bombing point B, C, D, and E, because they are. And and another thing, you know, people now are aware there were over 300 miles of these tunnels. Don't think Israel didn't know that those tunnels were there. They did know. But at this point in time, there was peace, use your air quotes. So they couldn't just go in and bomb tunnels because then they do become the aggressor. Right. And the, the problem here was not with Netanyahu, but with the uh, Bennett Lapid government because when Bibi lost two years ago, whatever, they were kumbaya, we need to get along with the Arabs, with this, with that. They were trying to be kumbaya sorts is the only way I can think of it. Oh, we, you know, we'll share this, we'll share that. A country like Israel needs a wartime leader, even if it's not a time of war. Netanyahu is a perfect fit as Israel's leader. But you know what else gets me just absolutely furious about this? Is you call them one thing, I call the UN useless nations. Right. They do absolutely nothing of substance. And here it is, they know all about all the atrocities the beheadings, the burning people alive, the putting babies in ovens, the rapes of women, the decapitations, they know it all. And yet they will not call Hamas a terrorist group. But today they adopted eight 
resolutions condemning Israel. Well, how dare... We need dare. to get the hell out of the UN. We need to kick the UN out of this country. Israel will follow us, and so will other countries as well. You know, how dare Israel go to war after Hamas declared war on Israel? I mean, that's really how right. stupid that is. Right. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I've got uh, earlier this week published uh, a whole article on the UN. You mm-hmm. know, and, and of course, it gets worse by the day. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do more stupid things every single day. Today was no... Uh, you know, exception to the rule. Um, it, it, you know, we, like you said, we need to get out of the UN. I have made that point over and over again in article after article. We need to kick the UN out of the US, uh, yes. you know, point blank. Um, I think, honestly, I put it in, in the commentary for this week on the nationalpatriot.com. I think if we got out of the UN, it would begin an exodus of civilized nations saying we've had enough of this crap. Yeah. Uh, But what people don't understand about this, what the UN actually did, there's a slogan, and many people have heard this, it's never again. What the UN did with those eight resolution is they are trying to make sure that never again does happen again. Yeah. The UN as a whole is very anti-Semitic. It's sickening it's, to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely sickening to me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think, I think our house, as long as we're in control of the house, I still say we need to issue an invite to Bibi Netanyahu to come over and address the whole of our Congress. Now, I know there are some people that will not show up for that. Mm-hmm. Or they'll, they'll get up and walk out on that. Right. But I think Bibi needs to come over here. There's 47 minutes of Hamas terrorist video that needs to be shown in the halls of Congress. And I would put up giant screens on either side of that podium, and I would have Bibi show those images. Well, that's what I said when you and I were talking before the show. Well, Not you, only that, you, you want to do it at the UN. Right? Not only that, I said that the UN should be flooded, the whole General yep. Assembly area with the pictures with the videos, with the testimony by people who survived the massacre, by the people who were performing the autopsies. And by the way, the supposed story about a baby being burnt alive in an oven is 100% true. Because one of the men that was um, tasked with helping to identify some of the remains he was one of them that found the coils of the oven embedded in the back of what was a baby. So the UN needs to see exactly what pieces of garbage Hamas and their supporters are. And the people who support them in our Congress 
I think should be expelled. I agree, one hundred percent. In the meantime, our forces in the Middle East, in Syria and Iraq, have now had forty-eight attacks against them. Right. Okay. In retaliation for those attacks, we've uh, we've bombed a couple of uh, warehouses that were empty. Mm-hmm. And you know we we've tried to surgically pinpoint strike here and there and here and there. That's crap. Um, right. Those all of those forty eight attacks are being orchestrated by Iran. Of course they are. Okay. We're putting our people in harm's way, and we're not doing anything to protect them. Not only that, we're doing nothing to dissuade Iran from continuing on this bent. Well, there's a reason for that, because it's not Biden running the show. It's their buddy, Obama. Exactly. Who caused all of this with his very bad nuclear deal. This kind he of crap. in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This kind of crap needs to end. If you're going to attack our personnel, you need to suffer for it. And I mean, I and I've, I've put this in my, my articles, shut down the Iranian oil fields. Shut them down permanently. Yeah. We both have said that. You know. The way to hit Iran, forget these stupid little sanctions here and there. You have to shut down their money pipeline. Their money pipeline right now is their oil. China is buying their oil. Korea buys their oil. That's their main money source. Even Russia. Russia. Even Russia. That's their main money source. If you, you get rid of their money source, you've knocked them down. But the problem is, you know, Biden will give them more money, or I should say Obama. Exactly. I mean, people need to realize that 80, going on 81-year-old man, is not the one running this country. And I would like to, and no one has thought of this, when you go to visit the White House, no matter who you are, you must sign in. I would love to see how many times Obama has logged in to go into the White House. I'll do you one better. I want to see all the electronic communication logs. I want to see the emails and all the phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. America needs a bitch slap, basically. Yes. To wake up. Not woke up, but to wake up. Because people, until we understand who the real enemies are in this country, we're going to continue this way. Yeah, it's not going to get any better. Everything, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, it's been a quick hour. This is always the quickest hour in radio. Yes. (laughs) Friday night with Right Side Patriots. You give us an hour, we'll give you the world. And, and that is what we is have accomplished. True. It's true. That's what we've done tonight. But mm-hmm. sadly, we're out of time for tonight. Yes. So I guess with that, I'll say nighty night. Folks, have yourselves a great weekend. We'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>